Hello, hello, this is Tracy Harrell, and welcome to Bigger Than Me. Each week, we focus on how to achieve your definition of success and happiness. On Bigger Than Me, we bring together a combination of ageless wisdom, the latest research, and engaging interviews with amazing people who are sharing their stories to help each of us achieve our full potential. Your journey to transformation begins right now. Let's do this. All right, let's do this. You know, what I love about this show is that I keep pushing the limits of technology. In the studio, we have Mike, and he's like, this is a radio station, not a TV station, but I bring in larger and larger monitors. I bring in remote guests. Yes, it's so much bigger than me. This show is very simple. Mike, I'm going to bring up my uh, vision again. Um, our mission is very, very simple. We use technology, our mission, we use technology, community, and positive psychology to help good people do great things. We do something that's very, very simple. We tell stories, we share wisdom, we elevate expectations. And today we are just over the moon excited about my guest, who is a remote guest, who I met a couple of years ago. Uh, Romy, we met at a book writing boot camp, if I remember correctly, and your yes. book is out. Yes. Yes. It is. <laughs> it's exciting. So, Romy, you are a transformational coach. You do a number of amazing things. Can you first introduce yourself? Then we're going to talk about your amazing book, and we're going to provide some tips and principles for our listening audience to achieve their best life. So first of all, awesome. just introduce yourself. Who are you? I am Romy Hancock. I am a transformational life coach, and I really have expertise in belief and success. So I'm also the author of She Believed She Could, and she did. it's a roadmap to success. Okay, Romy. I'm going to have to have you introduce yourself again, apparently in our shenanigans of setting up and moving the, the visuals. We didn't hear you. So can you say it one more time? So sure. we'll start over. Hey, Romy. Hey. This show is all about helping people live their best life. And my guest today is Ms. Romy Hancock. You're amazing. We met at a book writing boot camp. Tell us all about yourself, Romy. Yes. Yes, we did meet at that book writing boot camp, didn't we? Yes. Um, I am Romy. I am a transformational life coach. I have an expertise in belief and success coaching. So I really believe that we all can do great things, positive things. And I wrote the book, She Believes She Could, and she did. It's a roadmap to success. I love it. Hold that book cover up again one more time. And I know I have my mic uh, over here, so we're not blocking the screen. She believed she could and she did. I yes. love that. And there's a little subtitle down there at the bottom. Can you read what that says? Sure. It's from survivorship to leadership, a roadmap for success. I, I love you so much because honestly, I've had a number of individuals on the show and full disclosure, you know, they're all amazing, right? I don't have them on the show unless I, I feel like there's some divine connection. There's always this, this opportunity to, 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 help others achieve their goals, right? There's some magic that I see in the guests that are on the show. 
Um, and what I love about you all is that you have a great story to tell. And your story is from survivorship. Like you've had some major trauma in your life, but then you've turned it around and now you're a leader and you're a coach and you have these 18 principles that we're going to talk about. But I first want people to understand a little bit about your story. So can you give mm -hmm. us a, a summary of your history, some background about the survivorship part? And we're going to spend most of the show about all the overcoming and your principles. We're going to talk about how they connect with, with the, the work that we're doing on this show to help people live their best life. So again, if you have had some troubles and some challenges, this woman is going to, to, to be able to help you move from that place where you were a victim, perhaps, but not thinking like a victim, for you to actually empower, tap into your own power. So Ms. Romy, tell us about your story. Well, at the age of 15, I met a man that I thought I could trust. I was in the foster care system and he turned out to be a trafficker. And so at 15, I was kidnapped. Um, I willfully got in the car thinking that uh, he was a good guy anyways. I was trafficked sold to many different traffickers, then I escaped. I did escape, um, but you know, obviously that has some real scars it leaves you with. And I had two kids before I was 18. I only graduated from, I only went to seventh grade. And at 24, I was, I was married, but then widowed very yeah. quickly. So 24, there I am with two kids, two small kids, only in seventh grade education. And at 25, I decided to go back to school and really do something with my life. So I have, uh, you know, made it to the top 1% in uh, real estate professionals nationwide. But then a few years ago, I really felt the calling to write this book. And I really felt the calling um, to coach. So I uh, worked for the Tony Robbins uh, Institute as one of his personal results specialists. I finished my book and my passion is really helping people succeed and believing in themselves. I I love that. I love that so much. And what I really like about what you're doing is, first of all, Tony Robbins is is at the top of his the knowledge game. And you and I are both in the knowledge game. I like to call this show, it's actually my ministry of the mind, of the mind, right? Thoughts become things, right? We know that. And by telling stories, we get to highlight and elevate, you know, elevate expectations. We tell stories, we share wisdom, we elevate expectations. It's really about helping others to get to the, the, the next step. And so you work with Tony Robbins, who again, is, is, has been doing this type of work for years. I followed him in a number of different ways as well as a number of other individuals. Tell us what you have learned the most, I guess, from that experience or what, what, what do you think you would share with others as it relates to kind of breaking that mentality of a victim because when you went back even further you said you were even before you were in foster care you got there somehow tell us that story because it's a you know trust and broken dreams even in the story before you're you being in foster care how did you get there absolutely it was um you know i my mother got pregnant with me didn't really want me um was very angry that i was even existing so uh at 13 I ended up in the foster care system. You know, I had been previously very abused by her and uh, went into a foster home. The foster father was sexually abusing me and I went to my school principal and told her and she was wonderful. She believed me and she called the police. Um, but unfortunately the police officers that did show up did not believe me. 
and they thought I was a troublemaker. And so they put me in juvenile hall. Oh. That's where I stayed from about my mid 13 until two days after I turned 15. Wow. Wow. So, wow. Mm -hmm. That's trauma. And I know yep. at one point when we were talking, you told me things like you didn't feel like you were even loved. You didn't feel wanted. But now you teach others how to move from a devastating state to yes. where you are today. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that so many of us have had some kind of trauma, some kind of feeling of being unloved and wanted. Regardless, I mean, you know, the extremes that I've gone through are obviously very extreme and most people don't know that. Right. But I mean relationships and uh, different family members or, or whatever it, it is, we've all felt that feeling of just being second best, right. not really. Right. Yeah. I just smile when I see you because I know where you've been and I know the amazing work that you're doing now. So I really can't help but get excited because, again, it really is a story of survivorship to this amazing leadership. So we were talking about Tony Robbins and I know he you studied under him. You trained under him. You, you were one of his um, what do you call it? Life leadership coaches? Results specialist. Results yes. specialist. So you helped other others achieve the results in their life. The results that they desired. My passion has always been helping others achieve the results that um, they truly want. You know, there was a part of my life for a long time that I was a uh, fitness trainer and nutritionist. Mm -hmm. I just love to help people succeed. I really feel I like that. that. I was born. I love it. So I'm actually pulling up the um, the the emails that you and I transferred back and forth and. The last one, honestly, you're 18 principles. So when I ask you, how did you yes. get to move from this amazing place of empowerment? It says she believed she could and she did. So it starts with belief. I actually have my own principles as well. And I know mine starts with believing. And so you have 18 principles and you said that they're not in. Are they in any, any particular order? So we're going to just kind of talk through what you identify as your 18 principles for success. Is that what it is? How to move from survivorship to leadership, to empowerment. So your Cash, first, say wealth, that again. Success. Say that one more time. Passion, wealth, and health. Mm. Who doesn't want all those things, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so your 18 principles. The first one is letting go of what does not serve you and creating what does. Tell us more about that. Letting yeah, go. I mean, you've been through a lot. The letting go sounds like it's a huge, it was a huge part of what you had to do. You know, I, th that's absolutely correct because what would have happened to me if I would not have let it go? What would have happened if I would have just focused on that? Because I believe whatever you focus on expands, mm, right? Yes. A lot of that, that saying, right? But it's really true. What would have happened to me if I would have just focused on the abuse? Would I have stayed in the abuse? Absolutely, I would have, right? So I really believe that, you know, letting go of what does not serve you anymore is, it's a release. It's a forgiveness for ourselves. It's a forgiveness for the other person. It, it doesn't mean you ever have to talk to the other person or like, you know, what's gone on, but just letting it go so that you now move on to the next chapter and taking whatever that trauma is and trying to get a lesson out of it. What did you learn? I love it. I love it. So again, I think a lot of people come on the show and they talk about the lesson. So letting go of what not what does not serve you and creating 
what does. The first part of that is huge because letting go doesn't happen once. The thing I loved about you, and it's funny because I've written my principles very similar with the I-N-G at the end because it's not about, it's not let go. It's letting go because you have to continue in these practices. So letting go of what does not serve you and creating what does. How did you, how did you create what does? You know, I'm going to, I'm going to say this. Um, A lot of people ask me, you know, how do you create it? Because their belief is gone. Right. And so you have to really fake it, to be honest with you. You really have. And, you know, there's that saying, you know, fake it till you make it right. But (laughs) you have to fake, you know, whether it's you want a new career or you want a, a better lifestyle, you want to make more money, you want better health. You have to picture yourself into that that exactly what you want. If you want a new house, then you have to picture yourself into a new house. If you want a new career, you have to picture yourself in that career. You have to see yourself doing it. And it does, this isn't something that just, you know, all of a sudden, boom, I believed it one day and it happened. It actually takes work on a daily basis, writing down exactly what you want, sitting for five, 10 minutes and picturing your life as it would in order to create it. I, I love you. So you have 18 principles. In my book, I actually, the first, the second book, actually, we, we've actually summarized the principles into three. And the first one for me is believing it fully with joy. And it does have three practices underneath. So I love what you just said, right? Believing it fully with joy, right? And then, and then doing it is my second principle. And the third one is, is actually, you know, like achieving it right? Achieving it every step of the way. And so when I read through your 18 principles, all I thought was like, yes, 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 yes. Like I am so, it's like the truth is just the truth, right? And so many of us have, have these stories to tell and we have very similar themes. That's why this show is so much fun for me. It's like when I connect with someone who has very similar principles, a similar mission in life to help others, it's so interesting how this anthology, this collection of wisdom, it all like lands in a very similar path, right? You are absolutely amazing. If your principle one is letting go of what does not serve you and creating what does, I love number two because I know this was huge for you too. Finding your strength, it's in there because you gotta, you need that strength in order to let go. You need the strength to create what will actually serve you better. So tell me about, or talk to our listening audience about finding your strength. And you make it clear, it's there. Tapping into that inner strength. I call it tapping into your inner superhero. But you're saying finding your strength, it's in there. Tell us about that. I think we have a, I just saw internet is unstable. I'm on Wi-Fi. Fun times. So we're going to give you a chance to refresh. Or maybe it's on my end. Finding your strength, it's in there, is Romy's principle number two. Looks like Zoom just zapped for me. So I'm going to go back in and, and try it again. Her, her third principle is letting go of the fear. Oh, we're back. I was going to keep it moving. I'm like, she'll come back eventually. Okay. Finding your strength that's in there. Tell me more. Yes. So, you know, we, 
are all strong. We just, you know, we have these limiting beliefs to think that we are not strong, right. but it is inside of us. And we have to do the daily practices to build that up. You know, it doesn't just start. You don't just, you don't just start at, you know, anything, the gym, let's just say that you don't just, right. right? It takes time, little tiny things every single day, bringing you to the point where your strength really shines through. I love it. I love it. And then your number three is letting go of the fear that holds you back. And then you say attack it and win. So we're going to take this number three also in baby steps, letting go of the fear that holds you back. Yes. Letting go of the fear. Fear, it can be crippling. Yeah. Tell us more about your journey of letting go of the fear that holds you back, attack it and win. I love that. Okay. Yes. Well, I will tell you this. I used to be really scared of flying. And I wanted to be a pilot when I was a kid. <laughs> there you go. Okay, can you figure that out? I think I should fly the plane myself. Everybody be safe. Only I don't know how to fly. So, you know, when you have a fear, you have to hit it so head on. If you're fearful of something, do that. That's what I want you to go do right now. So for me, I just jumped on planes constantly. Mm. Jumping on I learned how planes work. Mm. And I learned all the different sounds in the plane. So that now I can attack it and I could win because what's going to happen if I'm not flying around the world and I have, right. you know, that's crazy. I, I love it. And what's interesting when you use the word fear, I, I, the intro of my book, which I really had more talked about the principles initially. And then, and then I started working with this uh, Montana, this, this amazing coach for my Ted talks. And she specifically said that, you know, when I was talking about my story about the fears, this last two years of my life, I've literally had to conquer every fear that I've ever had. I, when I say not only conquer, but I was faced with every deepest fear, the deepest insecurities, the things that I thought could never happen, but you know, in the back of your mind, I literally came face to face with every last one of them. And I talk about them in my book and I'm like, thank God. Like this could have been the most traumatic year of my life, but instead it happened to be the most empowering the most satisfying, the most, because now I have no fears. And that's, that's, there's something amazing about being fearless. When you have to encounter every fear, every fear that has ever crossed your mind, like the deepest fears, and you're able to move through them. And again, I didn't, would not, never have planned, would never have recommended anyone to, to, you know, have, have had the experiences that I've had in the last year, but I can tell you, I'm so grateful for them because again, I love my journey. That's why I actually changed the title of my book to Loving the Journey, Living the Dream. So the fact that these fears came forward and I had to face them. And and honestly, it wasn't even about in the facing of the fear. Actually, maybe it was. The facing of the fear to me was about the journey, the process. Every time something happened, I was like, oh, nice. So another, another opportunity for me to excel. Oh, interesting. This is, I was shocked for a minute and then in thrilled and empowered immediately after because again you have to i love what you just said attack it face it attack it and win now for you and i it sounds easy we got to break this down for people when i say this show is about helping people you know turn their dreams into reality right turning hope into how how do you do that it sounds easy how would you recommend if someone has a fear of I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes people have a fear of relationships or fear of intimacy, you know, and they want to they want to be in a relationship, but they have had their heart broken. And so now they have a fear of intimacy, for example, or a fear of commitment. 
So use that, using that as an example, are you saying find a good person and just get after it? Well, do the, this, do the thing that you fear the most? Well, I would say, you know, what you're asking me about, the fear of intimacy, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of us sabotage mm -hmm. any kind of have, especially the older we get, right? The older we get, the more scars, more, more battle wounds that right. we have, right? right? Especially when it comes to other, other, you know, a mate, whether it's somebody cheating on you, they died, they were in some sort of way. I mean, we all have that, right? Right. But what is look like if you don't take that chance mm. so if you can live from the end and go backwards at the the day that you are going to be leaving this earth what is your biggest regret going to be mm, the things you didn't do i love what you just said you said can you repeat that again about the thinking through is it is, is it true the thing that you fear the worst thing that could happen for you is that when you said you feared flying, you'd what, you might crash? How likely is a plane crash? It's almost like you have to kind of talk yourself out right. of the, the, the right. irrational elements of the fear itself. Right. And, and, you know, really what the fear was is being high up and then dying from that, right? So, I mean, but ultimately, if that's my destiny, that's it. None of us are making it out alive, right? So right. We might as well live hard and love hard and be strong. I mean, none of us are going to make it out alive. So why are we so scared of life? I, you know? I love that. I love that more than you know, for sure. And what, what I find interesting is one of my prior guests, Danny Brooks, who has written a book called Good Decisions Most of the Time. And we're working on this. Yep. Do you know her? She's amazing. She is. She, yes. I've had her on this show and we're actually doing this the program finally free. And one of the things she talks about as a part of that program is very similar logic around like when you have a thing that you're trying to address your feelings. And she said, you know, really, you have to ask yourself the questions about that particular fear. You know, like, is it really true? Right. And you kind of walk yourself through these steps. So once again, amazing people who find a truth that really matters. So. You're amazing. I'm going to keep going because we're actually halfway through our time. This is amazing. Okay. So letting go of the fear that holds you back. So hopefully those who are listening are thinking about something that you want to accomplish and, and listening to these amazing principles by Romy Hancock. So number four, take the first few steps. Taking the first few steps will cause a ball rolling downhill effect. Taking the first few steps. It's so funny. Again, my, my book, Three Principles, you have 18. Believe it with joy. And it, but, but my sub-principles include these things. So the number two is about doing it and keep it moving. Literally. Okay. Doing it and keep it moving. You have to take the first few steps will create a, a, a rolling ball, rolling downhill effect. There's laws of gravity. There's a law of momentum. There's laws of nature that talk about doing a thing and you become that thing. You become that thing. Exactly. So tell us more about this just taking the first few steps. Well, you know what? It, you can't just, you know, just jump off the cliff. It's not going to work, right? You have to take little steps going towards what you say you want. You know, a lot of us say we want something, but we don't truly do the steps to get what we want. Mm. So you have to make that decision really yourself to find out what it is you want. And then if that's what you want, you have to take the baby steps in order to achieve it. 
And that can be anything from, you know, like I said, you know, changing career, um, getting more healthy, finding a relationship, Mm. starting a new business. You don't just bite off the whole thing. It takes little tiny steps in order to. I love that. And I love when you talked about you, you made it to the first, you said the one top 1% of real estate agents in the nation. That's what, that's part of what you do now. That is correct. But you also said, you know, as we talked about your journey, when you first took the real estate exam, you didn't pass. I sure didn't. And you didn't let that stop you. Uh, No, I, I never let it stop me. And in fact, I have my license in four different states and there's been a couple of states where I've had to take it three times, but you know what? Hey, I look at it in a different way. Instead of feeling like I failed, what did I just learn on that test? So the next time I take it, I pass it. So instead of always taking something as a failure, yes. I take it, uh, what have I just learned now? If you can change the concept of how, how you're thinking on this is a failure instead of maybe this can be a lesson, and what am I learning? And how bad do I want it? Oh. Am I this stop me or am I going to let it propel me? Well, that, 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 that goes right to number five. Your principle number five is going after what you want, deciding to do it and following through. You just said, how bad do I want it? Do I want it bad yeah. enough to go after it? Do I want it bad enough to, to, to follow through, to do the things that are required to get it done? Tell us about this. Going number five, going after what you want, deciding to do it and following through. I mean, I love it. How bad do you want it? And are you willing to do what's required? You just said it. Are you willing to do what's required to get that done? Okay. And I'm just going to touch base a little bit on relationships because you brought that. Are you willing to do what's required? Because A, when we meet somebody, and I've coached a lot of women on this, when you meet somebody, you make them pay for the mistakes of somebody else. So are you what's required by taking, by hiring a coach or a counselor or somebody that's going to help you work through these negative feelings? that are only going to sabotage the relationship you have in front of you? Are you willing to do what's required to become the person that you were maybe 20 years ago mentally in order to allow that love to come in? Or are you going to cut it off? Mm. So, you know, doing what's required can be formatted in so many different scenarios. You know, if you want to become a doctor, you have to do certain steps, right? You have to do what's required to become a doctor. You can't just go, oh, I want to be a doctor. And that, that doesn't work, right? But anything, if you want to know how to, you know, cook a great lasagna, there's a recipe to it, right? right. So there's a, all of it. And um, I, I love you, it. I, I love this one. And again, remember three principles that I have. Number one, believe it fully with joy. Number two, do it. Do it and keep it moving. Basically do it and keep doing it. Sub principles relate to things exactly what you said. It's like each Thing. Take each step at a time, right? That whole concept of chunking it. So I would need to lose 100 pounds. Well, I can't think about losing 100 pounds. I got to think about today. I'm going to eat on plan, right? I started this living free, uh, finally free program with Miss Danny Brooks. It's so amazing that you know her. That, that fascinates me. <laughs> She's amazing. And what I stopped doing for the show is I stopped wearing uh, shapewear. <laughs> Right. So I'm like, for this show, I want my roles to completely like accent be accentuated for these shows so that as I lose the weight, right, the shape board doesn't have to uh, um, hold in 
any excess weight. It'll just, I'll be finally free of it. And so if I keep doing something that actually hides it, then it in some way implies that I'm really not in it to win it. And I have to tell you for years, I have not been in it to win it. Full disclosure, right? This is one where I have not been going after it. Like I can decide I want to do a thing, but not be willing to follow through on the steps. And the steps are relatively easy. So this is one for me where, you know, in my book, I talk about doing it and keeping it moving, like doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. It's like um, Frozen 2, right? The next, doing the next right thing is what I call it, right? Right. In my book, we talk about this show is called Bigger Than Me. I talk about these bigger than me moments. And that's how I actually have been able to capture. I've actually trademarked that term because it really has a number. My, my, my TED Talk actually talks about these bigger than me moments because that's how you go after it, right? Not just deciding in a moment or decide, decide at one point in time. It's every moment by moment by moment, doing those things like you just said that, going, that will help you to accrue to accomplishing your goals. And so I really love that we're having this conversation. And again, it's great. I love that I'm going through this journey as well in some areas, including weight loss, right? Being able to talk about my journey, which again, it isn't easy, but I also haven't been doing the work. Right. It's not like I I just I can decide one day and then expect it to just happen. No, I have to decide moment by moment by moment and do those things moment by moment. I have a craving and I don't succumb to it. I celebrate. Yes. That's a bigger than me moment for me. Right. I I, I mean, when I if I buy something, I have a taste and I enjoy it and I throw the rest away. Yes. That's a bigger than me moment. I'm finally free. Right. So I'm kind of working through that journey and it's very exciting. So let's talk a little bit more about this one before we get through the others. Right. Going after what you want, deciding to do it and following through. This is so important. I mean, I had a lady on who um, said that she drank too much, but she wasn't ready to stop. Right. So this is a this is so deep. Deciding to do it and following through, going after it. So now let's do another example of someone who um, might want to start a business. We have SCORE. You know, I'm a, I'm a mentor at SCORE and I help entrepreneurs starting new businesses. Um, say you want to be a better parent or a better um, spouse, to your point. I love, what you, I love the example that you gave about relationships. You want to start a business. You're, you're a top businesswoman, number one, per, you know, one percenter from a real estate perspective in the nation. So you know, give people advice about how do you break past the shenanigans? Because I think really my, my problem was I would get distracted by helping other people and doing a thousand other things, but not doing that one thing that was my thing, my goal, keeping it on the forefront of your mind. Like I could talk about it in a show and leave here and go do 20 other things. And, and, and then I'm not following through. I can decide in the moment, forget when you get home and you got 10 kids. I mean, not 10 kids, but 10 other things. Sorry, I have no kids. But if you go home and you have kids and you have a husband and you have, you know, these other things happening, let's talk really, you know, pragmatically about what, how do you help people to, to, to follow through? Um, I'm going to say, one. first off, yeah. you have to know what your why is. If you don't know what your why is, you won't do it. Mm. Okay. What is that? And get real deep with yourself because your why can be a, a a number of different things, right? It can be loneliness. It can be health. It can be um, not enough money. You have to find out what your why is first off. And then secondly, you have to create a schedule for success because mm -hmm. you're going to, there's so many ways to waste time, right? Get caught up in a two hour conversation with somebody um, going out for extra long lunch, just spacing out the phones, the social media, 
All of that. TV. I was saying that in the other show. So Danny's program is about like people who um, eat emotionally, right? And they use that to stuff down their emotions. You know, it's a distraction from the, you know, difficult things in life. But people also veg out and waste time, to your point, on TV and video games and social media and all these other things. So where this show is about helping people to find that thing that they want to accomplish and actually going after it, like achieving those goals. And so you said a success, a map for success. my, My third principle is second principles, second practice under principle number two is plan the work and work the plan. Right. I say, right. That's what I say. So you're basically talking about a success map. Talk a little bit more about that. And I love it. Yes. So having a success map, you know, what, what time are you waking up in the morning? What are you putting in your body? How much exercise are you getting? And really doing it hour by hour, getting, getting a schedule, a book, you know, not just a calendar that has each day in a block, but actually have an hour per hour. What are you doing hour per hour? Cause you really, in the beginning, you have to plan that out. I'm going to, I'm going to go so far as the first year you have to plan it out very strategically because you will be just off doing all kinds of things. And I think one of the biggest time wasters at this point is social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I second, love it. You know, interested in other people's lives that we forget about our own lives. Mm. And I, most of social media is BS. You know, there's no real depth to it. You're looking how other people are living. You're getting depressed about that. That's not even how they're actually living. <laughs> I love it's it. Really kind of a waste of time. And, um, you know, whatever it is, you want to have a successful family life. Well, you need to do what is required on that. You know, you know, you go to work, you come home. What are you doing? You know, how much time are you spending with your spouse? Are you taking the time for each other? Are you taking the time for your kids? Are you taking the time for yourself daily? What are you putting into your mind? Yes. What, are you, what are you looking at? You know, all these things go into a plan of being successful. I love you. You know that, right? Like, I love you. We, we talked for a couple years, the first two shows that I did, first two years that I did this show, it was, we talked about being intentional. And that's what you're talking about. You're basically saying be intentional. That's number five, going after what you want, deciding to do it and following through. That's about being intentional, not every day, right? Not throughout the year, but like moment by moment, hour by hour. So being intentional throughout your day, I love that. So guys, whatever your thing is, think about it, like decide what you're going to do, have a plan. And then I say plan the work and work the plan. That's from my book. Anyway, number six on your principles for success, forgiving yourself, allowing yourself to have failures and letting them be your greatest lessons. You talked a little bit about that, turning failures into lessons. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, number one, I think that we have to forgive ourselves because we carry this baggage and a lot of it's emotional baggage that shows up in different ways, health issues, um, we yeah. carry this back. We all feel so guilty about things. Mm-hmm. And you know, instead of allowing that guilt to just eat us up, why don't we take it, forgive ourselves for it, and learn from it versus the other? Because the other is not helping anybody. It's definitely not helping you. Mm, I love it. Number seven on this amazing list of success principles, trusting your instincts. Yes, that gut feeling is right. Learn to trust it. And we talk a lot about that. Like you said, other guests have come on and they've talked about even Oprah's book, right? She talks about, you know, there's this feeling, there's a knowing. Tell us about trusting your instincts. There is a knowing and your instincts are, I'm going to say always, you know, I mean, some mm. people are, they're not always, they're always right. Okay. 
the worst feeling in the world to me has been, and I have, I've learned this feeling several times. Mm -hmm. I, I knew it. I knew mm. I knew that was going to happen. You know what? First of all, I love you. And the reason, the part of the reason I'm doing this show and I'm doing it the way I'm doing it, it's called Bigger Than Me, is because we all have a story to tell. And sometimes when we don't trust our instincts, when you hear someone else tell a story that's similar to yours, you're like, mm. you know, that's just an added, I, you know, confirmation that I feel it. And look, this other person had a similar experience and they also, right, made a choice, right? Moved, did some things that could help me accrue to my goals. I, lo I love what you just said. Love that. I, I, you know, I learned it very, very early on at 15 um, with the person that ended up being my trafficker. He, I just, I just knew it. And I called, I called him for help because I had been put in a halfway house and I was scared I was going to go back to juvenile hall. And I remember getting in his car and he started driving. I'm from Miami. So we started driving into like the swamplands. And I had had a reservation about it. And I said, oh, my God, I knew this wasn't going to be good. And I remember that feeling. Oh. Crap. What am I going to do now? But I also remember the intuition and the guidance I had when I was able to escape. Oh. You know, it comes in, in forms of good and bad. You know, it can be in forms of warnings. And it can also be in forms of this is what you're going to do to get out of it. And we need to listen to that. People need to learn how to listen to that. I love that. Now we're short on time, but I, I can't, I can't rush through these because I think when you're helping people out and if I, if I have to bring you back on, I will, we'll do some after action conversations of need be, and we'll, we'll, we'll post them on the, on the site as well. Cause I don't want to move past this. Cause this show is about helping people bridge the gap from knowing a thing to doing a thing, right? You can know it. Like my first book was called, um, our journey, our dreams, the art and science of being aware and getting there. You can be aware and never get there. You can know a thing and never actually accomplish that thing. So when you talk about your instincts, learn to use it. I would have to say that this is probably one of the most important. And so I'm going to, I'm going to pause it for a second and talk about how people do that. Cause you could say it intellectually, but if you're not, a you know, used to doing it, if it's not something that you're comfortable with, we have to talk about it a little bit. And Oprah talks about this feeling. Like there's a feeling in your gut and I, and I, there's a number of research, a lot of research about, you know, our head and our stomach, like being like very intellectual elements in our being. So like when you feel something in your throat, your stomach, in your body, you're tightened up, there's a thing, right? How would you describe helping someone who's like, that sounds great, but I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to trust my instincts. I've never been really good at it. So say someone says that. You know, in my opinion, my advice would be, again, feel it, pause. We talk about pausing and breathing and meditating and connecting to your inner superhero. That's kind of what my book includes. What advice would you share with people about, you know, the knowing, connecting, yeah. actually bridging that gap between knowing a thing and doing it? I think that we all can say, I mean, even people that don't seem to be very in tune spiritually or with themselves mm -hmm. will just say, I had a feeling I just had that feeling. And if you have a feeling that is uneasy in any way, shape or form, it's probably not the right thing to do. Okay. So mm -hmm. yes, I, I would definitely say that, you know, everyone should take five minutes. I mean, if you don't have five minutes for your life every morning, you don't have a life. Okay. Take five minutes and just try to connect with yourself, with your breathing and try to feel who you really are. Mm. So, I love that. We all have intuition. I love that. Yeah. Now, so can you tell us the name of your book again? Because I'm not going to give them all the secrets. We're going to skip. We're going to skip number 
eight, nine, ten, and eleven, and I'm gonna and twelve, and I'm gonna go to number thirteen. So her book is called "She Believed She Could, and She Did: From Survivorship to Leadership: Your Roadmap to Success" by Ms. Romy Hancock. How do they find this book, Romy? How do they find you? Yes. Um, well, I have it. You know, the best way to do it is to order right directly through from me on my website, which is romyhancock.com. R O M. Hold the book up again while you're saying your name so they can see it. Romyhancock.com. Um, the reason I say that, I do have it on Amazon as well, but when you order directly from me, the proceeds of this goes to directly help survivors of human mm. trafficking. Oh, wow. I love that. And I love that. Yes, because we have a lot of women that were um, in various states that just need to feel that they're number one worthy mm. and number two, that they they can achieve something in life. I love it. So I, I keep forgetting that even though I'm a big fan of the video, a lot of people connect on this show through podcast. So I am going to have you say and spell how they would reach you again. Okay. You can order it from my website. Also, my that's my coaching site. It's www.romi, R-O-M-I, Hancock, H-A-N-C-O-C-K.com. All right. So, Romy, I'm going to go down to your... Um, number 13, principle number 13, using the knowledge around you, success leaves clues and there are proven recipes to help you to accomplish your dreams. Yes, that's what this show is all about. Like my first few books are around like this anthology of success, this collection of wisdom. So use the knowledge around you, connect with people. Tell me, tell us about this one. I'm not going to, I just love you. Again, this is so aligned with, with the mission and my purpose. So success leaves clues. Success does does leave clues. I mean, if you want to be a great, you know, real estate professional, there's a recipe for it. If you want to be a great cook, there's recipes for that. You know, this is this is why they've made colleges. There's recipes <laughs> you want to become. I love it. But there's also recipes on how to become a great mate and how to have a fantastic life. You know, my whole book, this whole book, mm-hmm. it's all about that with stories and motivation, and it's a workbook, you know, on how to become successful at anything that you want to do. I love it. And it's so, what I love about what you just said is there really are principles to success. I mean, everyone has a slightly different version of it, but what, what I've done in my book is I pulled out all these like most common threads around success, this concept of intention and affirmation and the visualizations and the act of doing and becoming really not that complex, right? There's all this research about the human mind and using your subconscious mind and all these wonderful things. That's what this book is about. That's what this movement is about. That's what your book is about, the show. I love it. It really is true. Success leaves clues and there are proven recipes to help you accomplish your dreams. Love it. Number 14, invest in yourself. You say just like feeding your body, you must feed your mind. Yes. This is about investing in ourselves and in each other. Why is it important for people to invest in themselves? Because you're it, you know, you're it and you're important and you're worthy. And without you, a whole lot of people aren't going to be doing too well. I mean, Mm. whoever, you know, you're the rock for a lot of people. Wow. And invest in yourself. You know, what do you, if you only put trash in your mind, what more can you put out other than trash? Right. Garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> exactly right. 
one of my journeys started, you know, many years ago with watching Wayne Dyer. And then he became a mentor of mine. I love Wayne. I I love Wayne. Actually, like I said, the, the first... He's amazing. And it's all these classic words of wisdom. It's like he was like my grandfather. Right. Like just to listen to him. It's like, yes. And I love you. Right. I love everything that he talks about is about we have the power to change. Right. Yeah. Thoughts do become things. So you're right. Tell me what's your favorite Wayne Dyer quote or manifestation? Um, change the way you look at things and the way you look at things will change. Mm. Ooh. How coincidental that that rolls right into uh, principle number 15. Act as if you've already made it using techniques of visualization to manifest. Now, I talk yes. about this in my book, too, but we don't have a lot of time to talk about my book, so I'm going to talk about yours. Act as if you've already made it using techniques of visual visualization to manifest, basically manifest a future that you want to create. Absolutely. That's, Wayne Dyer. That's classic Wayne Dyer. Thoughts become things, baby. You know what? I manifested my whole life. I mm. manifested. When I first became a real estate professional. I imagined myself, I imagined being the top 1%, being the best of the best. And I did everything I had to do to learn how to do that. Not just through books, but by getting, you know, meeting the right people. I love it. I need to meet the right people in order for this to happen. I need these certain things to come into my life. Yeah. And I believe. I love it. And for my TED Talk, similarly, we talk about these three principles, right? This concept of believe it fully with joy. Number two is about doing it, keeping it moving, like taking action. And three is achieving it each step of the way, right? So basically every time you act as if, every time you believe that you can take action and celebrate that action, that in itself, I call it my six seconds to success. Two seconds for each of those three principles. That is it, right? And then I break it down, and there's principles and practices underneath, and everything you said here in your 18 principles are so divine. And so it's just it's perfection, right? Act as if you've already made it. Visualize it in your mind and do it. You talked about taking steps. I love that. Right. Number 16 is loving those who love you, not caving in, but showing strong, pure love. Mm. You got and, you know, four minutes left. I'm going to have you do this one quick, and then we're going to go into number 17 and then 18. Yes. So um, not caving in to your friends and family, the ones that tell you they can't, you, you can't. Mm. You should into it. That's probably not this or that's probably not that. They do it because they worry about you and they mm. want to help and they don't want to see you fail. But you know what? You got to bite off a bigger piece than that. And and keep it moving anything and, and keep, keep it moving keep it moving number 17 becoming a warrior i love you so much because again we didn't write our we didn't write our books together these books were written totally independently but now i get to bring it all together so becoming a warrior it takes work and you must do what it takes all right warrior girl tell us about becoming a warrior you can't just become a warrior on day one it takes steps <laughs> it, it takes a lot of these 18 steps plus some more to nice. become a warrior. nice nice no, now, imperfection overnight. I love it. Define a warrior to you. Is that someone who's just out there killing it, being fearless, <laughs> taking action? We got one minute left. Yeah, just just taking control of their life and living the way that they want to purposely. Mm. So what I love what I love about your step eighteen with our one minute left, you basically said these are the these are the steps to success. 
Tell us about it. I'm gonna t- t- let's talk about 18. Wrap us up. You get the last. You get the last words of the day. All of these steps, you're a badass and a warrior. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Everyone, this is my dear, dear friend, Ms. Romy Hancock, a woman that I love and adore. Romy, we end the show saying a very simple phrase. We say, hands out. Put your hands out. And say, it's bigger than me, baby. Bigger than me, baby. <laughs>